0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Hello everyone, this is Stuart Crawford here on Bulletproof Business Radio. Welcome to our another exciting episode of Bulletproof Business Radio. Like we said, welcome to Bulletproof Business Radio. This is Stuart Crawford here. At the end of August, hard to believe it's the end of August already, and we're back for another exciting uh, episode of our weekly webcast here, giving business information to the business community here in Southern Alberta and, and throughout the, actually, you know, being on the internet throughout the world. Anyway, our half-hour program is here for you every week at noon Mountain Time, here on Blog Talk Radio. And my special guest is Paul Moffat, who joins us from VoxNet IQ here in Calgary. Welcome, Paul. How are things with you?
0: Uh, thank you, and things are good. Thanks, Stuart.
1: Great. So tell us about uh, VoxNet IQ. This is, a, this is a new startup uh, venture for you. What uh, what do you guys do?
0: Well, primarily what we're trying to do is provide businesses with an opportunity to work anywhere they want, anytime they want. So, our primary drive is through either SIP trunking to allow people to uh, use their data network to provide dial tone, or the ability to work from home and still be connected at the office.
1: So, telephone focus.
0: It's still the telephone telephone focus. Focus, yes.
1: And you know, we all know that you know telephones are more you know have advanced a lot since those early days of uh, you know the pick up the handset and, and uh, you know the rotary dial. You know, you know we've, we've come a long way. Yes. So, so, Paul, I mean, you, you mentioned that you allow people to work uh, more freely, work from home, work from anywhere. What exactly do you mean by that?
0: Well, we can actually set somebody up in their home to mirror exactly the same situation they have at their office. So somebody can now work at home at night and be with their family rather than being working late at the office and, Avoiding the family, so it's to help people build a better lifestyle and, and put a little balance in their lives. So that's probably the major thrust that we're finding is where the interest is.
1: But it's, it's, that that has to be pretty costly for a, for a small business, you know, several thousands of dollars. Would, you know, is that still a fact?
0: No, it's actually come down, come a lot down because that's what I used to do. Is we used to put in. Uh, um, virtual offices in people's homes on large equipment and they were for fifty person companies and up. We can literally do it as far down as a company with four or five people now.
1: So okay, effectively so, and we're so we're using the internet that we have in our homes to connect to the office. So basically a that's really what it is?
0: Yep. That's exactly what it is. So what we can do is give them a, a twinned extension at home and it's just sharing the connection they have at the office for the extension.
1: Well that's pretty cool. Pretty cool, so it works uh, it works well,
0: yeah, I'm talking on one right now.
1: well, there you go, so uh have <laughs> got this phone sitting in our in our home and and it's through the magic of the internet connected to our phone system in the office, and I would assume uh you know you're, it's included in your fees. is there any additional charges to that, or you know I mean it's always that you know there's always the fear of working with the big you know big uh, telcos is. Yeah, this is all great. We can do all this stuff, but you know they nickel and dime me to death with $5 network access fee, $2 for this, $10 for this. You know, you're know you over on this, so you're paying more.
0: Well, the way it works is if you're paying for an extension at the office, the extension at home is free.
1: Okay, so I basically take a phone from the office, plug it in at home, and...
0: Uh, or leave you know, a simu- phone at simu- home.
1: Simu- you- simu- simulate that I'm actually sitting in the office.
0: Exactly, so you can buy an extra extension. You don't even have to carry one around. In so addition
1: we'll, to that, mm-hmm. okay. So we'll, no, go ahead. Finish up. We were saying there. Well,
0: I so said in addition to that, we can also put a soft phone on a computer, so you can also work off an extension off your laptop. So then you could work at a hotel or um, at a Starbucks or wherever you happen to be, and still be part of the office extension.
1: So that's actually that. That's pretty cool, Paul. So I can actually put a a phone on my laptop, and if I'm in, say, Toronto or New York, wherever my travels take me to, and I hit the outside line. Or this phone that like, runs on my laptop. Hit a, like, open it up, hit a number, and basically like have like I'm in Calgary.
0: Exactly. So you'd know you be can... making a phone call through your switch at your office, for instance.
1: Okay, so, so. it's using the using the hotel internet to connect over the internet to my again to my office, and then out from there. Yes. Okay, so exactly. How reliable is that? Because I've been in some hotels that's been pretty you know, lousy internet service.
0: And that can be an issue. So one of the things we do when we set somebody up in a home office and at their office is we do full testing of their connection because DSL can be unreliable. So sometimes it may not work in a hotel. I've been in situations where it has not worked, and I've had to use a calling card on a phone. But the majority of the time it has worked fine.
1: Okay, so you mean, and, you know, part of the VoxNet IQ service offering, you guys have the ability to, you know, go across the whole... Uh, spectrum. So we're we're talking about one little area right now. Is taking the the business owner away from the office and basically setting up with a virtual office at home that uses internet, uh, you know, to connect back to the phone system. We do the same stuff at Bulletproof with you know, with laptops and and the data network and email. So I mean, really, this is a you know a total solution now for for the business owners and they have that ability to work from anywhere.
0: That's that's what we're trying to do, and you know we work closely with the IT department with a company like you for integrating stuff like this. So, for instance, if you happen to sell a response point and you need dial tone for your customer, we're able to help you provide that dial tone.
1: So that's another area that's totally uh, unrelated to what we've already been talking about for the first little bit. Is now, yes. now we can plug in uh, basically what, you know, we you mentioned the word FIP, you know, and for the non-techie yeah, folks that exactly. are listening, we're, we're using Internet technology now to get dial tone uh, you know, there's got to be some huge advantages to that because, you know, one of the things I heard to the grapevine, Paul, is that if I have an office, say, in Calgary, I can actually have a local number in Red Deer, Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver, and, you know, people in those areas will just dial a local number, but it could ring my office in Calgary.
0: Yep, you can have also anywhere in North America.
1: So great, for, a- com- great for companies that want to expand and offer services uh, in different geographical regions.
0: Well, often you want to have a U.S. presence, and you don't want to give a Canadian phone number. So you can, through this type of trunking, get a local dial tone that looks like a U.S. based out of Dallas or wherever you want to be. So it does give you the opportunity to give you a local presence in the U.S. without looking so Canadian, which can be important to Americans.
1: So that's got to be costly, though.
0: No, it's not. Um, but that's one of the advantages of the prices have really come down for this sort of thing. We can provide a, a local access number for as little as five dollars.
1: So for five bucks, I can have a number, say, in Houston, Texas, and my customers in Houston can dial that number locally, and it rings uh, on our on our desk here in Calgary. Exactly. Any toll charges with those phone calls?
0: Not with those phone calls, no.
1: So how does that work? I mean, it's, tell tell me about it. How how does how does that service type of work like technically how does it work
0: (laughs) without getting too technical
1: without getting too technical yeah
0: (laughs) okay well because you're using the internet there is no charge for the use of the internet so when you give out a local number in houston it actually terminates in houston then it goes across the internet all the way back up to calgary so there is no charge for it
1: so i have something similar to that to skype i have a uh, Seattle, Washington phone number. So when I'm in the U.S., I can give that number out. It exactly. Kind of works. Kind of works the same way, but it actually it, it now it just ties into our our corporate phone system.
0: Yeah, I mean with Skype, it is generally considered a residential type product, so Skype is typically free, um, so what, especially so PC you know, to PC. Where in our case, you know, it's it's designed to integrate with phone systems and that sort of stuff. So it's a little
1: bit different. So a business class. Uh, Server similar to what Skype would offer.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can actually work with Skype, but to integrate with Skype with a phone system, you actually have to buy a gateway. So and those are, those aren't inexpensive. Yeah, they're like five thousand dollars.
1: So, Paul, you know, are all phone systems out there ready to receive this type of service, or you know, are we or what are we looking at for phone uh, technology, like the phone systems? Because many businesses have some aging, uh, you know, PBXs or key systems in their office.
0: Now you're talking our language. Um, yes, you're right. I mean, older systems, we can do it. We use what we call an ATA, an analog terminal adapter, and it converts it from the digital signal to an analog signal that we can plug into an a, uh, a older PBX. The newer systems can take our trunking directly.
1: So, so It has to be
0: certified, and they have to get. there has to be a fair bit of testing to go on to make sure it'll work properly. But once they're certified, then there's no problem.
1: So an ATA uh, device, how much was one of those? uh dollars $80,
0: 800 dollars
1: So not not a big investment for those people that want to have that extended uh, phone capability um, elsewhere in uh, in the world, basically. Yeah. So can we, you know, if we had an office say, in, uh, in the Middle East, we can actually have a local number there as well?
0: Uh, we can't do that. But it's, it is possible to do, but uh we're we're unable to provide those kind of numbers we're only really in North America at the moment
1: okay, so north America mean still North America is still a pretty big uh, footprint, and I am yep. assuming as you know technology evolves, these other sensors will start coming online uh eventually
0: yeah, probably and they, they, there's actually ways to do it with worldwide providers we just haven't arranged it, so it is doable out there in the marketplace. Yeah, and, and, podcast, and
1: right? I'm sure you have to deal with local, uh, the local rules and regulations around uh, the telephone providers in those other countries as well. <laughs>
0: Let's say because we're in radio, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so there are ways around those things.
1: <laughs> There's always ways around everything, but if it's if it is it the right way around, that's what you know. We <laughs> always tell my clients every day, you know, you can, I can go and put that lower cost solution, in, but you know what? Is it the right solution for your business? And that's, that's what kind of we're looking at here, Paul is. You're offering another alternative over traditional telephone systems, and you know what some of the major carriers are offering?
0: Yes. Well, I mean, right now, as I say, SIP trunking, sorry, that's our industry using our terminology to explain things. It is going to be the standard in the future. All Dalton will move towards IP-based rather than the traditional methods that have been used in the past, so we're kind of at the forefront. The major issues right now is, is we have to get solid bandwidth to make sure that it works in all situations.
1: And that was one of the questions I was going to ask because i you know we have uh, that type of technology here in, in both of our offices, and we enjoy calling back and forth from Red Deer to Calgary on it all the time. Right. Is however when the internet gets congested, there's congestion on our you know either uh, on our provider or even we have a some hardware issues here it really impedes uh, you know, the performance of, you know, of, our, of our telephone conversations where it gets it's choppy or calls get dropped. Uh, I mean, we need to get over those issues first really before we see you know, sure. a SIP type of technology really starting to take off.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you work on higher-end equipment, when you're working in larger companies, we are able to guarantee the throughput of the signal. Through standards, we can use what we call quality service and diff serve and some other protocols that make sure that the bandwidth is available. Because voice does not require much throughput, but it has to get through. It's a real-time product. On the Internet or on an ADSL or a cable system, we cannot guarantee those packets get through. There just has to be available space. So if you want an analogy that we always use with people is... A higher-end system has something like the HOV lanes in California, where there's always an available lane for people that uh, need the high capacity, and then everyone else sits in the rest of the lanes. Where, with the Internet, even if you have a 12-lane highway, if there's trucks in every single lane, you can't get past them. So we are unable to open up those lanes for the voice packets to get through on DSL. They are talking about coming up with a standard to... Prioritize voice and video, but it hasn't happened yet.
1: Okay, so let's let's just talk about the, you know what small businesses need to look at because many times uh, a lot of providers will go to and say, yeah, all you need is a basic DSL. We've seen that you know ten years ago when when we started looking at you know off premise hosted uh, PBX systems. Yes, uh, that you know we they would you know it would work on a DSL, and you know those services failed. I, I wouldn't say you no, know, failed maybe be a harsh word, but they they ha- they struggled. Uh, because of the available bandwidth. And, you know, at the end of the day, the customer calls you and say, you know what, your system's not working, and they don't understand that the Internet is a challenge and every, all the equipment's working properly, but you don't have enough available bandwidth. Therefore, you know, it comes down, basically rests on your shoulder, my shoulders, and anybody who provides services over the Internet, Paul. Yep. You know, we're seeing that on in the, in the data side is, you know, with cloud-based computing, is you can have all the greatest services, more, but if you don't have the throughput, well, you basically your service is not working. I th- I'm assuming uh, you're starting to see a lot more bandwidth uh, opening up for voice on, on the modern Internet.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, what we're seeing is, you know, DSL is literally doubling in bandwidth capability. And Shaw or the cable companies are providing a lot of bandwidth. And you know what? That covers up a lot of ills when you have a lot of bandwidth to get those packets through. So, you know, know, we just recently did a customer. He literally had six megs down and one meg up. If we have that kind of bandwidth available, we're having very, very little issues with the sound quality.
1: So, you know, Paul, when you're talking to uh, a small business owner about, you know, going over to... uh... The services that box i q offers mm-hmm. um, you know what are what are some of the things that you're you're telling them what are the, what are the advantages of uh, your service today besides you know working from home and, and the other things we talked about like the remote offices and things like that
0: well a down and dirty price we're able to give everybody their own phone number much less expensively than we were able to even a couple of years ago on other services that, from the telco so we can give people their own phone numbers and we can give them very very long distance if not free long distance uh, with higher capacity for less money so there's a lot of arguments good compelling arguments to move towards the new technology
1: and you you know it's funny that you mentioned free long distance because you and I talked in the past um, on this very same program yes about the the myth between you know VoIP on VoIP because yes. a lot of people out there they go buy their Shaw home phone service or you know other, you know, Vontage or other services out there, and the main selling feature is free long distance. Let's not confuse. VoIP doesn't equal free long distance. Is that correct?
0: Well, that would be correct. It is a marketing tool. It is not an actual um, reality. So, for instance, uh, without giving too much proprietary information away, when long distance is bundled in with the trunking, there is still a usage charge to a company like Vontage, they're just able to absorb it in the pricing they charge for the product. So $40 a month for a residential line, they can handle an awful lot of long distance before they have to tell you, hey, you're using this thing too much, and we're going to have to start charging you for the LD.
1: Okay. So, I mean, so
0: it's, it's totally marketing.
1: It's just a marketing thing to, to get, get you in the door, like the, the $5.99 laptop computer.
0: Yeah. I mean, most people at home, if they do you know, 500 minutes a month, that would be very, very high, and they can easily absorb that in the $40 a month charge they do
1: okay that, that so. makes sense that makes sense to me um other what other business services does voxnet i q offer paul you know uh you know we talk you you mentioned that i think last week that you have a lot of services outside of the telephony so i mean you' kind of, i'm sure you're all tied to telephony but outside of what we talked about is there any other services that you guys offer to uh small businesses here in uh, alberta
0: yeah um uh, one that's doing fairly well for us is As what we call cell phone bypass, so we're able to provide long distance on your cell phone for two and a half cents a minute as opposed to using your cell phone long distance minutes, which can be 20 cents a minute to 35 cents a minute typically unless you have a very, very high-end plan. So almost never does it make sense to go to the higher-end plans. You're better off just getting a service that provides you with two and a half cents long distance to, to North America.
1: Well, you know what? That's, that, that's a major uh, beef with me, because I just got my cell phone bill <laughs> yesterday. And I, and I accepted a phone call from uh, a friend of mine uh, in I, you know, in the mid- eastern part of the U.S., and I was driving to our Red Deer office, and um, you know it was $9 and something to talk to him for 27 minutes.
0: Well, to be fair, you'd still pay the long distance on a call like that, but if you said to him, look, can I call you back right away, <laughs> it would be two and a half cents a minute as opposed to the $0.20 cents a minute for receiving that call. Because once you're out of your local calling area, even receiving calls, you're going to pay the long distance.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's where, so you know, he's when paying do, and you're paying. When we do our BlackBerry course, which we're offering again October 20th in Calgary, October 21st in Red Deer, one of the things we talk about is uh, is the long distance and how it all works. So uh, if you're interested in BlackBerry, BulletproofIT.ca, all the information is on there for BlackBerry courses. But, Paul, tell me how this works. How do I, on my cell phone... Bypass the long distance and make a two and a half cent uh, phone call.
0: Okay, we give you an access number, a local access number. So what we train people to do is make a speed dial for the local access number. So when we press L for long distance. And then the phones, the system that we use recognizes your cell phone. So then all you have to do is input the phone number. It doesn't require a PIN code, so it's actually tied to a calling card platform recognizing your cell phone number. So you press L for long distance, then you make your long distance phone call.
1: So pretty much, you know, you still have to memorize like, your phone number. and, and Okay, so I'm, I'm going to call you, Paul. I have to memorize your phone number, dial my local access number, and then wait for the chime or whatever, and, then, uh, and dial your number.
0: That's correct. So yes, you can't dial directly off your BlackBerry, which would be nice.
1: That would be nice, because I think one of the major... Issues I have is having to remember the number. Uh,
0: well, this is Stuart
1: Crawford. <laughs> sorry, this is Stuart Crawford in conversation with Paul Moffett from VoxNet IQ here on the Bulletproof Business Radio. Uh, under ten minutes to go, Paul. Uh, you know, we we talk about a lot of stuff, and I'm thinking, you know, how the small business owner go. Wow, I mean, where do I go with these guys? You know, what's the first what's the first thing I can do? You know, I got eighteen hundred dollars in cell phone bills. I got, you know, way too many phone numbers that uh, are coming in in my business. Uh, may have internet services, I'm not sure what I'm getting. Do you guys offer consulting services around, you know, just helping the business owner understand what they have with regards to all their telephone systems?
0: Yes. In a simple, what we tell people is we'll take a global approach to your telecommunication needs. What we need is a copy of your cell phone bills, your local bills, any telecom bill you have. We'll kind of build a package around everything. So that we can make recommendations where they're going to get the biggest bang for their buck immediately, so that's sort of where we we start
1: so what 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 are you seeing out there you know, on an average for the average you know say let's say a ten employee small business, you know how much money are they leaking out of their business today on all their telephone services?
0: <laughs> I'll give you an example from yesterday because it was a high one. I went and saw a company that had uh, fourteen employees. And they were paying approximately $800 a month too much for their telecom services. Well, Even after implementing the new services, taking out the old services, they were still net benefiting by $800 a month.
1: So I'm assuming there's a number of businesses in that same scenario, Paul, that have just have no idea what they're spending. Or they know what they're spending, but they're not sure if they're getting the right... Uh, they're not sure what the services are they're getting for that money that they're spending.
0: Well, absolutely, and to be it's, to be candid with you, when you go through a, a phone bill from a telecom company, even I have trouble reading it. And I read hundreds of them. <laughs> they always they seem to have new ways of saying the same thing, and you have to make sure that's what they mean. It's it, it's unbelievable some of the billing practices
1: that are out there. So,
0: so I'd say generically, with what we do, we can save people typically at least thirty percent.
1: So that's you know that's a pretty good amount of n- number that you could drop to the bottom line that your businesses can use today, especially, given the uh, the status of the uh, the world economy uh, that's out there. Uh, a lot of businesses are looking at uh, ways to save and reduce uh, you know expenses. So engaging with you guys would be a, a, a one valuable way to uh, look at reducing the, the expenses of their business.
0: Yeah, well, what we're t- primarily trying to do, Stuart, is is work um, with what we call interconnects and data vars, to be able to help them with their customers because data vars, as you know, are getting into the voice business pretty heavily, and often they need help on understanding what people have. So this is where we can help them, and then they can use our services as a flow-through to help them move equipment, and they also can get an override on the on any sales that go through them.
1: So a computer support company like mine can uh, engage with you and work hand-to-hand with you to provide a, uh, value-added services to their clients.
0: Absolutely, exactly.
1: So, what, and you, you mentioned the word interconnect, Paul, just for us people that are not <laughs> on the telephone side. What is an interconnect?
0: An interconnect, I'll, I'll tell you what it is, and I'll tell you how the name came about because it's kind of funny. Interconnect of people who sell phone systems to businesses. It's as simple as that. But interconnect actually was a term coined by AT&T out of the U.S., as, as it says in uh, Telecom Dictionary. As a derogatory term towards outsiders, because when AT&T had to stop selling equipment by law, they didn't think highly of those who sold telephone systems, so they called them interconnects. Okay. little side interesting, I always found that.
1: Uh, I'm not surprised. You, you, know, you, got, you guys have a pretty protective uh, business model on the telephony side, anyways. Oh, it's
0: breaking down fast now.
1: So, Paul, in our last five minutes together here, um, you know, any other services that you guys offer that you can share with us today?
0: Yes, we also sell eight hundred numbers, so people can get eight hundred numbers uh um for their regular lines regular long distance at three and a half cents a minute anywhere in north america and we're also web conferencing audio conferencing, so a number of value added services
1: so i mean you could you could be a kind of a one stop single source uh supplier for a business's telecom's needs exactly. No, so we're trying right. to so, you know, Okay, so that you mean that makes a lot of sense, right, Paul. I mean, as a small business owner, I go, oh, well, you know, we're, I'm so confused by all this stuff. I just need somebody kind of what like what Bulletproof does on the IT and the data side. You do that on the the voice and the telecom side.
0: Yeah, we're trying to provide the services that will either allow you to do business or connect to your equipment. So we're we're not in the business of selling phone systems anymore. We're trying to go through people who do sell phone systems.
1: Okay, so you're providing a service to the whole community. Paul, going uh, going forward to the next uh, 12, 18, maybe a little further out in the future, where do you see telecoms going uh, in the business market?
0: Well, I, I guess the, the biggest thing that we're seeing is, <laughs> I guess you could say the total transition of the telecom industry. Um, as you know, Stuart, in the old days, you'd have a separate network for your voice and a separate network for your data. Well, telecom is moving on to the data network, and it's happening faster and faster. There's still a lot of companies out there trying to sell the regular phone systems, but unfortunately, um, they're struggling. So you think of Nortel. They went through some, they, well, they're going through their issues, and even Avai's gone through their issues, and all the larger players... And it's really, really moving to a data platform, the Cisco's of the world, the short tells of the world, that sort of stuff. So it will ultimately be just one network, and it will be a data network.
1: So we're converging everything together into one big, uh, almost like an alphabet soup of technology.
0: Yeah, you're going to have a transport system where everything goes under that one system now, where before it used to be disparaged networks, and it used to cause... It used to be a more expensive way of doing business. So cost is dr- costs are certainly driving it, but also functionality is driving it as well. So I think it's mostly the functionality side. So Paul, kind of is,
1: biz- is business ready for this today?
0: Uh, I would say they are because this has been going on for 15 years. It's just really started to really accelerate in the last few years now. So in the last couple of years, the pace has just gotten phenomenal on this.
1: And it's no different than what we're seeing on the data side where, the you know, as more and more services move out to the Internet, we're uh, seeing our traditional sales starting to to, uh, to go away. Are you, Paul, the last question before we wrap up for today mm-hmm. is what would you tell a, a customer that, that wanted to go and buy a traditional phone system? Maybe they have a trusted uh, telephony advisor who's downplaying the services that you offer.
0: Um, I guess, you know, fair enough. I mean, I would just tell them to do their full research before making a decision. The only thing I would suggest is when people buy telephone equipment, they're not buying it for today, they're buying it for the next 7 to 10 years. So they might want to make sure that they're making the right decision, not for today, but 3 years from now. And really, the systems are moving to IP-based systems. And pretty well all systems now can do IP, so they can still go with their traditional telephony guide. But I would certainly focus on how does it handle the new types of trunking, how does it handle the extensions, how does it handle the ability to work outside of your house, or outside of your business, in your house, things like that. So only the smallest systems out there can't do it. So it's getting there.
1: So we got a you know a lot of options here, Paul, uh, to look at. You know, and I, I especially like the way you worded, you know, looking out into the future because I, I think a lot of businesses still Look and a lot or a lot of people we see on the IT side all the time is what can we do now? And maybe the future is often overlooked. Paul, you yeah, I know your website is voxnetiq, IQ, V O X N I T I Q dot com. N E T I Q. Sorry?
0: N E T. V O X N E T I Q dot
1: com Yeah. it is. said N I T. Yeah, V O X N E T I Q dot com. Uh, any and what your uh, how how can people reach out to you paul what do you have a phone number or email address that you can share with us
0: uh my email address is p m o f f a t t two ts at voxnet and you can actually reach me directly at 403-648-8648.
1: and I welcome you to give Paul a call and just you know see the quality of his phone lines because uh, you that know, we've been chatting on this line all through the program, and it's it's been pretty much rock solid, Paul.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for
1: for, uh, joining us today here on Bulletproof Business Radio. Check back uh, for another great uh, program next week, uh, and uh, check back on our website at uh, radio.bulletproofit.ca for an upcoming uh, list of all our programs. This is Stuart Crawford signing off for this week. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon.